ladies and gentlemen. And so it begins. Give the people what they want. The rise. All the way to the top. Yeah. The fall. Heroes just got tombstone. The slam. It's me, Austin. This is FRS Slam. When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. The most extensive, what? intensive, comprehensive, what? counteroffensive wrestling show on the planet. Woo! Now, finally, it's time. Win. Here's Jamie Eisner. And I am the voice of the voiceless. And Chris Schubert. You come out here and you run your mouth. FRS Slam begins now. And welcome back to another edition of FRS Slam Radio. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner here with you on a very rainy Tuesday afternoon here. Yeah, it's one of the uh, like 14 times a year where I, it rains I, in, in Phoenix. I think 14 is being generous, but yes, it is a little uh, rainy outside here today. And Jamie, we are here to discuss... Second chances. Uh, a great edition of Monday Night Raw, if you can hence my sarcasm. Uh, and then we got some other wrestling news to get into, uh, New Japan stuff. Uh, got to talk about the latest edition of Being the Elite, which I used to feel bad for bringing up on this show. Uh, it's its own wrestling promotion now to me, so I'm going to talk about it whenever I damn well please. Uh, and we'll talk about that, and we'll talk about WWE potentially changing their pay-per-view model. But first, got to jump into this edition of Monday Night Raw, which kicks off with John Cena and all... It's poor John Cena, Jamie, because he doesn't know if he's going to have a, a chance to compete at WrestleMania. And WrestleMania is the one place of the year where it, legends can be brought back from the dead. And <gasps> if he doesn't win the Elimination Chamber, he doesn't know what he's going to do at WrestleMania. Oh, no. You know what? I don't think they'll have room for John no. Cena on the WrestleMania card. He'll just have to just watch from the press box. Yeah, that's, that's a rough go for him. Uh, this confirms pretty much that we're getting Taker Cena, and you're wrong and I'm right. Yeah. I The second he cut that promo on Monday, I said, you know, that what's what's going on over there? <laughs> Twitter, Twitter is just making so you, you look You look like you're, you're a complete wreck over there. You and, you and a couple of coworkers are having a conversation about, about soda. soda. And, Speaking of which. And the response. Yeah. You're the only person on this planet that it doesn't uh, doesn't enjoy the 23 flavors of Dr Pepper. You need two more because you have the diet cherry vanilla version. Correct. It's already it's cherry very in good. Dr Pepper. It's very uh, good. Then it wouldn't be more flavors. It's the same amount of flavor. Um, so you guys are having a back and forth, and uh, John Owning, who writes, who works for our NFL side of things. Yes, he's he, our NFL guru. He just tweeted a reaction, and it is a it is a it's a gift that just says gasps in Spanish. And I just I couldn't help but laugh. So I apologize. Uh, you can go back to your point about Undertaker and Johnson. Uh, well, the second that they cut that promo, uh, one obviously the, the 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 head nod to it can bring legends back from the dead. Yep. But more importantly, it was this whole all-encompassing, what am I going to do at WrestleMania? I don't have a path. I don't, they don't want me. I'm not going to be on the show. Uh, that whole thing was like, oh, okay, so he's going to lose the chamber. He's going to come out on Raw and say, there's nothing left for me and to then, do in WWE. I'm not going to be in the championship match. I can't go get my title back. Cue the gong. There's nothing that's going to be for me. I've accomplished everything and bong. Yep. Away we go. In our show open. So... Then Miz comes out. They have a back and forth. Uh, they talk about WrestleMania and how Miz is the best. He actually has the best chance against Brock Lesnar. And Cena's like, you know what? Miz is the best. Miz number one. That's not the song. No. Uh, Cena's like, why don't we have Miz versus Cena? But that's not big enough. Why don't we have Miz versus Cena where the loser enters the elimination chamber first? Uh, fans chant yes. And then Miz asks if he thinks Cena's stupid. Then they jump him. And then they accept his challenge. And then out comes Raw General Manager Kurt Angle, and here's what... Time out. Before we go to that. Okay. I want to talk to you about this for a second. So, when John Cena enters this match two or three, this was all going to be a waste of time, right? When John Cena opens the match at the same time as The Miz opens the match? Okay, you're making the point about... It, because with the Rumble, it doesn't matter if you draw number one or number two. Yes, yeah, so you literally the same, the same odds. Yes, I know. Okay. So... I agree with you, yes. John Cena cannot be two or three, no, correct? John Cena needs to be in one of the And pots. the reason why we're, we're saying two or three... We're going to get there. Just two or we go three in was, order. We well, go in I order I assume the they've seen the show, yeah, We're going in order. So just you can just take your thoughts and you can just wait. So Angle comes out and says that this is not so the way diet cherry vanilla Dr Pepper. That this is not the way we're going to start Monday Night Raw. He is the general manager of this show, and he demands that the show goes the way he wants it to go. Exactly the way it was just said in the ring. And then he proceeds to say that, oh, I like your challenge, John. I like your stipulation. Get a referee out here. We're going to do this match." Okay, so this doesn't work. This doesn't work. 
Does it? I mean, look, the, the perfect way of doing that would have been if you still, if you wanted to keep the match, was do it later in the show. Later in the show, or the, be, have it be the main event. Yes, or we're gonna do this, but by the way, Kurt, you're a baby face general manager. You have a baby face left lying in the ring. I would argue that Miz was the baby face on this show, and, but, but, but he's yes. not the baby face in character. The fans make him a baby face, but he's not a baby face character. Okay. You have, a, you have your face alive. By the way, a free agent who spends, as you pointed out, a lot of time on one particular show yes, for a free agent. As a free agent, he spends a uh, lot of time. He's a free agent that okay. is sitting there can you, can you injured. Do, can you do me a favor? storyline. Can you keep track of all of the logical flaws in this show? Ooh, I don't know if there's enough. There's I'll room. help. I'll help. But can we just keep the track somewhere? So this is one. With John being a free agent and spending all of his time on Raw. Two, whatever Angle did where he said, that's not how we're going to start Raw, but then we're going to start Raw that way. So that's yes, two. So that's we're two. at two. Here's a third one. In any other situation, on any regular match, in order for the match to start, both superstars have to be on their feet. Or not necessarily on their feet, but at least give a visual nod or verbal cue to the referee that they're able to fight. Right. You know, like, if you remember the... Now, both of the real Dolph Ziggler running the bank cash. Man, we both had the same example. exact thought. He, we had the both same thought. Because Ziggler has to wait for Del Rio to at And least, Del Rio's in the corner and kind of gives him the nod, and then Ziggler attacks right and, away. And Del Rio falls right to the ground after that. Yes. They just rang the bell and let Miz cover John Cena. Correct. So Which makes no sense. That's three. I just want to lay that very Also, clear. by the way, your Intercontinental Champion can't beat an injured John Cena. Your Intercontinental Champion can't beat an injured John Cena. Go on. I'm just saying. I just wanted people to realize that. That your IC Champion. Oh, can't be the Cena. After C three people oh, attack John Cena. Right, and then have to him. have a regular match with John Cena. Can't beat him. So here's what. Here, as of this moment. It's like, it's like if you're playing somebody in WWE 2K18 and they already started an orange like body part. I don't yes, know if they still do that. They still anymore. do that when, you, ca when you cash in. Yes. So, like, they start with all orange and you still can't beat them? You suck. Now, uh, and, okay, so this is where I was going with this. I just got the new game and I played it and I went to cash in with Samoa Joe and Lesnar was all orange and Lesnar beat me because I didn't know how to kick out because the kick out system in that game is very difficult. It is. I, I, that's, one of the, that's one of, like, a litany of reasons why I don't play that game anymore. Uh, so Cena picks up the victory. Give, again, you took out GM mode. I have no reason to play that game. Uh, so John Cena picks Take up the victory. Take your reverse mode and shove it. The Miz, the Miz will be entering the uh, the Elimination Chamber first, although I don't know what that means because if he's entering it second or third, it means he would the same also thing. be in the start in the ring at the same time. John Cena, the only person that's being booked strong, him and Roman Reigns are the only two that have been. Maybe Braun Strowman is another good example. Well, Braun Strowman's always. Um, so so yeah, so John Cena uh, not going to enter the chamber first, but it would be hilarious if he enters it second. Yeah, it's going to start with like Finn Cena and Miz, just cause. We get a backstage promo from Matt Hardy where he actually speaks. He doesn't just laugh into the microphone. He says he's going to turn the Elimination Chamber. And before he could even utter the words, I said he's going to call it the Deletion Chamber. And that's exactly what he did. He called it the Deletion Chamber. Uh, Matt does the delete chance as we go to commercial. Then we By the way, I want to give the Crown Center some credit because on the few cutback shots, they got the delete chant mostly right. There were there was a there was a person or two. There was one. There was one particular person who on your TV screen would have been about middle left back. Yeah, that, he was he was he was that was taking advantage of his opportunity. Yes, which is what I believe that is being done in a lot of places. But I, I thought San Jose overall did a decent job of not. Uh... So then we get back from break and Luke Gallus and Carl Anderson are backstage and the nerd the nerd Okay, so the graphics are getting worse somehow. <laughs> this the is nerd This is bet. awful. Oh, you know you know what was worse than this? I'm gonna go out of order again. No, don't go to Nijax yet. We're gonna get there. <laughs> We're gonna get there because that's a problem in and of itself. Let me get there, Jamie, because I already know what your complaints are. I'm not used are. to us being on the, okay? the literal exact wavelength like we've been on today. This show was so bad that there are just the lists go on and on. So as of now, we're at three logical problems. Okay. This is not a logical problem. This is just an overall problem. It's just doesn't somebody learned how to use Windows Movie Maker or Adobe After Effects, and they've just they're like, hey, the Vince, look, Kevin, look what I can do, and they made the nerd on here. Uh, so then we get the revolvers to Luke Allison, Carl Anderson, which is the new version of Cesaro and Sheamus against Seth Rollins and company. Because we apparently just get this every week now. Uh, the revival pick up the victory. They hit him with the shatter machine to pick up the win, yes. which, was, which I thought was good. Uh, and then we... But tough night for the announcers, by the way. Which one in particular would you like to... Uh, well, Corey had a rough night. Cole did not have a great night. It, Cole he, uh, he called a, a jawbreaker a shoulder breaker, to which Corey had to interrupt. Well, my favorite him. thing was he said a shoulder breaker to the neck. Yeah. And then Corey said it's a neck breaker. 
which is great. Um, uh, but no, Corey Graves just—he was laughing about the whole time, but he was struggling just to get words out. It was all, and I've had those days where it, yeah, it just, just you, feels yeah. like everything you say, you just cannot get over your own words. Coachman's gotta has been better than what Coachman was prior to leaving. Yes, I've been thoroughly impressed. But he's but back. he needs to be a little bit more up to date with their storytelling because his storytelling is not matching this what I'm seeing in the ring a lot of times. He is he he has a lot of one liners. Yes. And they're good, but they don't make sense in the context of what they're doing. Correct. Or the context of what they have been doing. Right. So it's it's kind of like he's trying to pick up a product that he knows very well from before. From before and doesn't know them quite as well now. Uh, so we get a backstage shot of Kurt Angle. He's walking to the ring and he's got breaking news. Breaking news. So he comes out and he's and, and this is this was the breaking news and he just kind of By the way, do, do doctors appointments go that late? I'm surprised that they just learned about it like at 10:30 Eastern. So he comes out and just just opens the segment like, oh yeah, hey, guess what? Ronda Rousey, oh, yeah, Ronda Rousey will be there. She's signing her raw contract at Elimination Chamber. To which this is logical flaw number four. Are we just supposed to pretend that SmackDown did nothing to try to sign Ronda Rousey? Yep. Okay, because that's that's bad. It's stupid. It's very dumb. Uh, also, what also is very dumb is not having Ronda Rousey on television since the Royal Rumble. Uh, yes, for a product that had such momentum yes. coming out of a five-star classic and on the Saturday. Full disclosure, you and I had a long conversation about this an hour ago. Yes, we did. And so we'll bring some of it. Now that we've already talked it out, we can condense it and make yeah. it nice, nice little consumable bits for you. They had a Saturday, which they had a five-star classic and a great takeover event. Correct. And the following Sunday, they had two of the – and I do not say this lightly – two of the best Royal Rumble matches I have ever seen – and what have With they finishes people liked? And what have they done in the three weeks afterwards? Absolutely nothing. 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 Look, I understand you wanted the big pop to get Rousey on the Rumble, but if you knew you couldn't use her again until after, let's say, the Elimination Chamber pay per view, then you know what you do? You have her debut on the Raw after the Elimination Chamber pay per view. Mm-hmm. And I understand you were like in an ideal world, she debuts at Royal Rumble, and you have her on Raw the next night and subsequent weeks. But if you know that's not going to be the case, you're losing so much momentum here. To me, I don't know how much you lose by having her debut on a big Raw versus having her debut at the Royal Rumble. Because if you're looking to like spike ratings, I don't know if a lot of people read those ESPN reports and went, I have to buy the network to watch Royal Rumble tonight. I bet you a lot of those people would have said, oh, I just got to turn over to USA. All right, I'll see what Ronda's doing. And then she wasn't there. No, but I mean, like, if you if you booked it where she was debuting on that Raw, people will go, "All right, I'll I'll, I'll tune into USA to see it." And here's here here's the one place that I will maybe disagree with you on this that we didn't talk about earlier. Ronda Rousey debuting at the Royal Rumble was the biggest sports story that night. It Correct. was. It was all over the place. Correct. You can do that. You can make the decision to have her debut at the Royal Rumble, but you have to follow through on it. Do but you know how saying. many people went to USA that night? Probably. That's what I'm saying. I'm Ex- not saying the decision to debut at the Rumble was bad. It's not that. It's the execution afterward. At least, at least, at least the night after. Yes. I can, under- and then you, you you can book some. So you know what? I don't know what they're gonna have her do. I guess we well we think that's gonna be Stephanie. See that's the problem because what I would have done is Stephanie over at Mania, pal. Put Stephanie over it. Put my daughter over at Mania, pal. No, but what I thought it was going to be, like, if you were to do a, a good wrestling angle, is let's say it, you were fighting or feuding. Okay, let's say you're going to have her win the belt and then go into Mania with the belt. You could have had, like, Alexa take her out late on the next episode of Raw. She goes off TV for a couple weeks. She comes back, and that's her reason why she's signing with Raw. I need to go after Alexa Bliss and take oh, her so you, so you Or something like that. Oh, so you want logic to be Or applied. I have to go after Nia Jax for beating me up. I have to go after... You know what I mean? Like if you Sure. Want, whatever it was, you could have had somebody on the women... By the way, Nia Jax would have made perfect sense. Because, let's be honest, Alexa Bliss taking Rousey off is, TV for is, two weeks is, is not extremely believable. No. Nia Jax taking Ronda Rousey off for two weeks? I could see the logic in that. So could people that are watching that show. They can go... Okay. So we didn't get that logic. We no. just We just now are going to get Ronda signing her Raw contract at the Elimination Chamber. Uh, I partially think this is them trying to uh, 
increase ticket sales because ticket sales for the Elimination Chamber match uh, pay-per-view have not been good. Well, we decided we didn't want to go. Uh, we and, thought about it and then... Yes, and the reason why we decided was because we were not going to give WWE our, hard on, our hard-earned money to okay. watch the most predictable main event Take ever. Okay? Uh, so then we go on uh, and, and Angle... I have a question for you, Jamie, because he said that Jason Jordan is missing WrestleMania. Is that kayfabe or not? Because well, I don't think it was. If, no, if he's had the neck surgery, which I believe he was did. was he reported as week. fusion, was a fusion surgery. He had it last week. Then that is a that is a twelve to fifteen month. Okay, thing. like that's a he's. I took, we're talking Royal Rumble next year. Right. I took I took that as he's not at the Rumble. He's not a mania. That's what I took it. No, as. no, 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 no. If he actually had that surgery, he was not. He would not even be remotely close to being able to work by mania. We're t- again. We're talking. This we're talking post Thanksgiving yeah, before we yeah. can even consider that. Uh, the, the fans cheer that Jordan's going to be out. Angle's not happy about it. He botches his line about you know sending well wishes to Jason Jordan or whatever the case may be. Then Seth Rollins comes down and says, "Look, I'm sorry for Jason Jordan. He's a good kid, but just in a bad spot." And he's like, "I've been there. I've missed WrestleManias due to injury." But this year, I don't even have a match at the Elimination Chamber. Angle's like, well, Seth will find you a new partner. Rollins is like, nah, I don't Okay, really. stop right there. Another logical flaw. So that's flaw. four because they lost the match last week, so he's not allowed to challenge for the tag title. Why, why, yeah, why would he get another partner? Right. Another, like, that was the whole story. So line. that's four. So at four now. Uh, you know, Rollins says he doesn't want to be a part of Raw. And that, and, and, and then he paused and I was like, oh, Seth on SmackDown. I was like, oh. I, I did. I got excited. Like, oh, that's interesting. And then he was like, I want to be Raw. And I was like, oh. It's like, okay. No, I'm not. He, he wants to turn this place back into Monday Night Rollins. We need more. Tra- By the way, we needed more trades. That's what I'm looking back at this. this well, don't you worry, Jamie. Because the brand split isn't going to be what it used to be. Well, don't you worry. Not. We're going to get there a little bit later. Again, but even when they end up doing a superstar shakeup at some point. I think that there needs to be more trades, period. Agreed. Um... So he talks about beating Brock Lesnar. Well, they probably overdo it. We get like a trade every month or something. Just WWE Universal Championship, and he wants it at WrestleMania. Rollins points at the sign, says, "Look, I can only do that if I win the chamber." Angle like, "I can't, I can't change the main event tonight, right?" Rollins is like, "What if we made it a Fatal Five Way?" And Angle goes on about how it won't be fair to the other four superstars. Oh, like it wasn't fair that you gave three people of the chamber a chance to enter the chamber last when the whole chamber wasn't filled. Yeah, who's saying so that's, about being fair? That's a logical flaw number five on the show. Uh, and he then leaves it up to the fans. The fans chant yes, and Angle goes, "You're in the match." Great, peachy. Uh, then we get Sasha. I love how this we're going to decide every match. It's it's cyber it's cyber Sunday every match. Yeah, taboo, taboo Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, Sasha Banks versus Bailey. Bailey picks up the win. This was an, an okay match. It's a pretty good match. wasn't wasn't as good as any of the stuff they did in NXT. And then afterwards, uh, can somebody explain to me why Nia Jax beat those two up? Well, no, I can't. Um, I think I, my logical thought to what they're thinking is that they were going to tease that. We're not sure if Bailey and Sasha are on good terms, but we don't want to pay it off one way or the other, so we get we get them both attacked, uh, and then we get the worst graphic moment of the night. No, 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 no. First, we get the worst interview ever, and here's why. I, I get the the instant reaction interview. It felt weird that Charlie was ready for her at the top of the ramp. Nia Jax. Well, no, I, I don't worry about that so much because I could see in again if we're trying to kayfabe, which we are in this case, I could see somebody. Coming out top of the map and saying, hey, no, 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 Charlie, get out there, get out there, get out there. We need to hear what she has to say. It'd be weirder if she just was in the but ring. why is Charlie there? Charlie shouldn't be in Gorilla. No, but she, she, should be right, she could be right close she to backstage. She shouldn't be because there's no reason for her to be. Yeah, I, I'm not, that didn't bother me. It's Everything just, else bothered if, me. That didn't if bother you me. Did it, if you did it backstage after the commercial break, you would have been fine because then you can, you can sell me on the idea of Charlie catching up with Nia right after. Yeah. But her waiting at the top of the ramp for Nia felt a little weird when Nia wasn't supposed to be there and it's supposed to be this shock and awe type thing. A little. I, I, that didn't Again, low on the list. I'm not that calling it a logical flaw. It bothered me a lot less than the, the, the words over graphics. So then they, we get the replay of the promo in which yes. they put words over the graphics. And, and I just – It was sh- awful. It's so bad. It, it's stop. Please, I'm begging you, WWE, please stop with the words, please, with the graphics and the design, please. Please. It's bad. Although they, they have cut back on the selfie ones, the selfie promos. We had a couple of them last That's night. That's fine. I'm fine with a couple of them. Again, I like them in moderation. It's like WWE's, it, WWE's creative is the I'm going to – you eat everything in the house the day mom goes shopping. You just eat everything in the house. And then you wake up the next day and go – where, where's all the new stuff? That's what they do. They introduce something new, and then they just beat you to death with it. We get Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins backstage. They, you know, go after the bar, and and we're gonna get Reigns versus Sheamus tonight. 
we get a video package about uh, Asuka's impressive undefeated streak. And then we get my favorite segment of the night. We get. Oh, oh by the way, a little bit of revisionist history in the Asuka promo. Okay, go ahead. Did you notice how she relinquished her title on her way up to Raw? Uh, That's not why she relinquished her title. I'm here to tell you that I did not watch the Oscar part. Okay, because I, I didn't care. Because I know all of it. Because I've watched an exchange. So at the end, so they said she was food. undefeated and only and only gave up the belt because uh, she uh, was only. Uh, Lost the championship because she gave it away on her way up to Raw. Yeah, that's inaccurate. That's not what happened. She got hurt. And then they called her up because she got hurt. Correct. So Titus Worldwide, Apollo Crews, Dana Brooke, Titus O'Neil, Renee backstage. And and Titus is like, you know what? Let me do the interview. You can go take yourself a Titus Worldwide vacation, which is great. And then I love how Crews had a really great line for everyone of his opponents. Yes. Okay? And then Dana comes up with the greatest catchphrase ever, Crews can't lose. Then Titus grabs the mic, screams over to just I, the general area, and is like, get get the production team working on t-shirts. I would like two of them, please. Two crews can't lose t-shirts ASAP. Uh, this was awesome. This showed the character and personality of all three people. Yes. More of that, please. Uh, we get a, a Alexa Bliss, Mickey James back and forth. Mickey James not having any of what Alexa Bliss did last week. Could see right through it. Says, I'll be your partner tonight. Become the Elimination Chamber. We are not. There, there's no friendships. So then we get Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose against Mickey James. Oh, we didn't even talk about that part of the John Cena promo. The most unwinnable match. Oh, okay. In WWE. Yes. We're gonna go this back is, now. Hold on. Up the yes. Chamber. Yes. We'll get to We're that. We're gonna backtrack this for a second. John Cena called the Elimination Chamber the most unwinnable match in WWE history. He's won three of the last not six he's he, been in. Not as only. Not only that, but how is a match unwinnable when there is a winner every year? Do you know what the most unwinnable match is in WWE in terms of percentage? The Royal Rumble. But you have a much better chance term, of winning the Elimination Chamber. The term unwinnable means it cannot be won. No, the somebody unwinnable match win- is the Punjabi prison match. Somebody wins the Royal Rumble. Somebody wins the Elimination Chamber. It's not unwinnable. It's unwinnable. He's only done it three out of six times. It could be fifty percent is pretty much unwinnable. It could be improbable that you win, but it's not unwinnable Win- because somebody no, wins uh, every year. A coin toss is unwinnable. That's what John Cena is saying. No, but a coin toss is winnable. It's unwinnable. He only wins 50% of the time. It's unwinnable. Am I misinterpreting what the word I'm unwinnable joking. means? No, no, I'm, no, no. I'm, I, I'm I know you are, but am I misinterpreting? Because you are better with words than I am. Unwinnable. And don't you forget it. Unwinnable means cannot be won. Correct. Every, Jamie, fact check me on this. Every Elimination Chamber match has had a winner. That's true. So it's not unwinnable. Not every match that ends Raw has a winner, though. Again, we'll get there. Uh, Sony Deville. So that's logical flaw number six. If you're keeping yeah, track, yeah, there's of a lot. Sony Deville and Mandy Rose versus Mickey James and Alexa Bliss. Uh, JB, I did not watch any of this match. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you for. Your uh, I did not watch this okay, match because Absolution I, wins, and then there's a beatdown afterwards, and, and then Alexa makes the save, and there you it's go. It's it, yeah. This, the whole lot, nothing here. Uh, you know what? I buried the lead. I, I called the Titus Worldwide segment the greatest segment of the show. This is the greatest segment of the show. Yeah, Elias is going to uh, share with us the Elimination Chamber Blues. And then he starts singing, and then JoJo interrupts and introduces Braun Strowman the way she introduces Elias, and I went, "There's no, there's no way, right? There's no way he's just." And then the lights appear, and Braun is there with a stool, a mic. Place goes nuts. He hops off of the stool and grabs the largest bass cello instrument I have ever seen. It's ever massive. It was literally the size of Elias. Did you yes. see when he was yes. like, whole, it was Elias-sized. Huge. So he starts singing, and he can actually sing. Strowman can actually sing. Um, he's, he just, the strings just go all over the place. And then he starts, you know, talking about Elias getting these hands. Place goes nuts for him. And then he's like, well, this is broken, so there's only one thing I can do with it. And then he starts walking, walking to the, the ring with this huge jello. And then they have a back and forth. He beats up on Elias. Elias is crawling up the ramp, and Braun Strowman takes this big cello, and he crushes it over Elias's back. The thing exploded. Yeah, it was could not be more hollow. Oh, it exploded! But it was awesome. It was awesome. Again, what did I say on the preview yesterday? Give me all of the Braun Strowman destroying but you people. See, but this was different. You got the destruction, but it was a different feeling. It wasn't just him throwing around trunks backstage. Uh, yes. Uh, then we get Sheamus against Roman Reigns. Uh, Roman Reigns wins lol because uh, Roman Reigns has to look strong. Then we get the second chance Fatal 5-Way, which is – it's not really a second chance for Seth Rollins. It's more of a first chance despite Jonathan Coachman trying to tell me it was his third, third chance. chance. Coach. 
So then you have this match. This was fun. This was very fun. This yes, was very good. It was a good match. You got the you got the nice little Bray Wyatt uh, Matt Hardy spot in the middle there with Matt Hardy cheering and. <laughs> It was really good. The Matt Hardy character, I don't think, was on display more than it was last night. In the promo and then the in-ring stuff, with it, I thought that was the best that had looked. Now, it yes. didn't go. To, it didn't lead toward anything. No, which is what, which is par for the course with that program. But it, it at least looked better. Um, so you get a double pinfall off of a power bomb by both Rollins and Balor. Yes. So Raw goes off the air with Rollins, Balor, and the referee arguing in the middle middle of the ring. There's no winner. Which I again pause. Cliffhangers are great. Pause. I liked. I thought, you know what? This will be this will be very interesting. Uh, I like when Raw ends with a cliffhanger. I was like, wow, they're actually end the show without telling us what happens. I, that's that's brilliant. I can't wait to see what happens next and week. And then I came over to you today in the office, and I was like, I was like, what do you think of the ending of Raw? He's like, he's like, I'm like, you're like, it was great, you know, the cliffhanger. I'm like, Jamie Kurt Angle went on Facebook Live after the show and said that there's going to be seven participants in the chamber, and the look of disappointment on your face when I told you that, because we don't have a cliffhanger now. No, and stupid. And clearly, the main event of next Monday Night Raw is Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins. And also, again, how many people are going on their Facebook Live versus how many people watch their show on Monday? I did not go on Facebook Live to watch it. I just found out about it. Then he announced it. Like so it. now we're having the first ever seven-person elimination chamber match, which makes me think that we're going to have a triple threat match to start off the chamber. Which I get, whatever. That's how I feel about that. Got to get Seth on the whatever. show somehow. I don't mind that so much as this should have led to something. Like we talked about this before the show about do you lead, lead to a Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins match that ends in a double countout or a double pinfall? And then this was – well, my only option at this point is to put both of you in the Elimination Chamber. Finn Balor's record going into the Elimination Chamber is 0-1-1. Yep. He is in the Chamber match without, without actually winning. winning a match. Hey. He's the extraordinary man that does extraordinary things. Like, I tell you what. Like get into a match without winning. Uh, so that was Raw. <laughs> backing into the playoffs, essentially. The WWE yeah. version of backing into the playoffs. That that was a great show. Really enjoyed myself. Uh, the funny thing was is the wrestling. Like if you, if you just turned off sound, which you couldn't, but and just well, you could, and you only cropped out the parts of where there was wrestling. It was okay. a good show. There was a lot of good wrestling. Yes, on the there show. was. Uh, I thought there was just every all Fatal the matches. Five Way was good. I miss Cena was fun. Yes, the Reigns match was good. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lot of good wrestling. Just everything else that was so mind-numbingly ridiculous and logically erroneous. There you go. That's a good word for you. Erroneous. Wow, erroneous. I don't know how to spell that. That, it, that took away from the show, but there was actually a lot of good wrestling. Uh, so that was Raw. And then, Jamie, Bullet Club's fine, okay? I just want I want to preface with that. Bullet Club is you shall fine. Receive. We they're, talked about not getting a, a new being the lead episode. And, and we got one. Half hour later, we got one. And there are t-shirts about the Bullet Club is fine. So clearly the Bullet Club yes. is fine. With, with Barry, the uh, Barry, the, Bullet, the, the Bullet Club drug-free bear. Drug-free How dare bear. you? And that's the way to be. Uh, and then the show ends with Nick Jackson having a... Is it Nick? It was Nick Jackson. Yes, it was Nick Jackson. Having a, a, premonition. a premonition of uh, with the, seven, the Interstate 710, which mm-hmm. was done on purpose, mm-hmm. and Long Beach is on the highway sign. And that's how, it, that's how it ends. And then, Jamie, New Japan announced the New Japan Ring of Honor Honor Rising matches for February 23rd and 24th. So later on this month, 11 days from now, or 10 days from now in the case of the first show. I'm just going to read you the two main events, and then I'll tell you about the rest of the card. The main event of night one, Kenny Omega, Cody Ibushi, and Chase Owens versus Cody, Hangman Page, and Marty Skrull. I... Bullet Club's fine, though, Jay. Bullet Club is Bullet fine. Bullet Club is fine. It's fine. And then the main event of night two... Matt and Nick Jackson are like 206 pounds, right? They got to be 206. I'll get to that in a second here. Uh, the Golden Lovers, Kenny Omega and Cody Ibushi, taking on Cody and Marty Skrull in the main event of night two. Again... Bullet Club is fine. Interesting. So I, I imagine that Chase Owens is going to maybe have to take the pin on night one. Probably. To kind I, of lead into heavy because I feel my like... My brain is going a thousand miles a minute when trying to figure out what this is going to be. Let me give you the rest of the card. Tell me what you think. Uh, you have an opening tag match. Uh, Bad Luck Fale and Takahashi are going to take on Kitamura and Are in a tag team match. Then you have Juice and Thunder Liger, Cheeseburger, and Delirious going to take on Bullet Club, uh, Tama Tonga, Tonga Loa, and Hukulio, who I don't I'm know. Not, not familiar with that member of the Bullet Club. And then you have a tag team match, Juice Robinson and David Finley versus the Young Bucks. That'll so be that, really good. That is a heavyweight tag team yes. match. So they, they joked about it, but it looks like they are going to move up to heavyweight. Then you have a three-way dance, Kushida versus Hiromu Takahashi versus Flip Gordon. That looks, That sounds good. fun. 
Uh, Dalton Castle, Jay Lethal, and Taguchi are going to take on Chaos, Jay White, Beretta, and Chucky T. Okay. Hiroki Goto is going to defend the Never Openweight Championship against the Beer City Bruiser. Okay. And then, obviously, the main event, Omega, Ibushi, and Owens against Bullet Club, Cody, Hangman Page, and Marty Scroll. That's night one. Night two, Toa Hanare against the Beer City Bruiser. Jay Lethal, Juice Robinson, and David Finley taking on Bullet Club, Owens, Takahashi, and Hukulio in a six-man tag match. Then you have another tag match, Hiromu Takahashi and Bushi, Los Ingranables de Apone, taking on Flip Gordon and Taguchi. Uh, and then Bad Luck Fale, Tama Tonga, and Tonga Loa are going to defend the Never Openweight Six-Man Tag Team Championships against Juice and Thunder Liger, Cheeseburger, and Delirious. Then Jay White, Yoshihashi, and Chucky e. T are going to take on Hangman Page, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson in a six-man tag match. Then the Ring of Honor World Championship is on the line. Dalton Castle versus Trent. So Trent mm-hmm. getting a world title match. Yeah, just Trent. We, we dropped Beretta. And it's actually listed as Beretta here. And then uh, the Golden Lovers, Kenny Omega and Kota Bushi taking on the Bullet Club, Cody and Marty Scroll. Color me intrigued for those two nights of professional wrestling. I believe the Young Bucks might get involved in that final match. Really? What, what makes you think <laughs> that? Um, I just want to know what happened in Room 710. And Flip now knows, and I am... Yeah, Flip knows. Flip, to me, I have this feeling that Flip is going to go to Cody and be like, put me in all in, and I'll tell you what happened in Room 710 between those guys. Like, that, to me, is the direction of the story. I think so, too. This, being the elite... Or it's blackmail for Cody. Or, yeah, or it's blackmail Remember when you did this to me and made me try to kill Kenny Omega? Which is a weird sentence for you to say out loud, but it really it did happen. Death via monster. Uh, being the elite is the best wrestling storytelling uh, on the planet. It's right not now. close. Yeah, it's it's the best. It's not close. And I love that it has the support of New Japan and Ring of Honor that they're weaving it into their product as well. Because it's smart. Because you know what that is? It's basically free promotion yep. of their own product. Are you more excited for those main events now because of being the elite? I'm more excited for those two shows now. Yes. Okay. That's then. That's. Sometimes what ma- just go with what makes and sense. And by the way, this remember how the re- remember the reaction when it was Omega versus Rhodes announced for Supercard of Honor, and we were like, man, why would they do that there? They're you know because th- they got the All In show. Well, now I'm not even thinking about Supercard of Honor. Yeah. I got to get through these two Honor these uh, two Honor Rising shows, and then I have to get through Strong Style Evolve because the way that show ended, something is going down in Long Beach in March. Yes, something is happening. Absolutely. So now. Supercard of Honor feels so far in the distance where that may be match three for them. Mm-hmm. The first, I don't know what's going to happen. Literally, anything is up in the anything is possible. Uh, I'd be down for a, a Kenny Cody trilogy. Yeah, I would be too. That would work. That plays out over six to eight months. Yeah, that would work. Um, so keep an eye on that. Those two shows coming at you uh, ten days and eleven days from now. Uh, there is increased speculation, Jamie, that WWE is going to switch from brand specific pay per views to single monthly dual branded pay per views following the WrestleMania. Okay, so this comes from the fact that there was, I believe, this is the Prudential Center that sent out an email that. Backlash will no longer be a raw exclusive pay per view. Is that where Backlash is? I believe so. Central Center? I believe so. I'm going to look that up and make sure I didn't make that up in my mind. But I believe that is. I think you made that up. uh, I I believe you should check that. Uh, But it's like the sixth Backlash pay per view we've had in the last year. Yeah, there there was a year where we had two Backlashes in one year. Who's we? As wrestling fans, we experienced two Backlashes in one year. There you go. Um, uh, it is the Prudential Center. Oh, Newark, see, I'm as dumb as I look. Newark, New Jersey. Uh, what do you, the Rock. So what do you think? Do you Without think, The Rock. Do you think the Backlash 2018 main event is better than the Backlash 2017 main event where uh, Randy Orton took on Jinder Mahal for the WWE Championship? Do you think it's better than that one? I, I tend to think uh, so. I, I believe it will be. Okay. So here are my thoughts on this, and this is going to be complicated. No, it, actually, it's not. It's going to be complicated for WWE because apparently they can't, they can't figure this out. The idea of having only dual-branded pay-per-views is a good idea. Dash. However, it's only a good idea if they sh- strip down the total number of pay-per-views they put on in a given year. So right now, if they go to single monthly dual branded pay-per-views, we're at twelve, which is down from the current number they would have had. I think you're. I think you're probably right. I think the sweet spot is probably nine. The eight was the number I had. Uh, well, I, eight mania is the way I look at that. Eight I, look, mania? I look at mania as a, a separate entity. Okay, but. I know that's not going to happen. But going back to 12, I think, would be a good step for them. I think having a, a scenario in which you have a pay-per-view every six weeks would probably be the best case scenario. Because, again, if you have a pay-per-view every six weeks, you do nine pay-per-views total, you, you own, and including Mania, and you don't do anything between Rumble and Mania, you could still mix in some of these four or five weekers if you One, need to. One, two, three, four, five... 
6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. In 2017, WWE had 16 pay-per-view events, and that does not include takeovers. Yeah, or things bad. like the United Kingdom tournament or the Mae Young Classic or anything like that. 16. So, yeah, so, so if you did eight or nine pay-per-views. So by default, they're already cutting a fourth of their network stuff. Which would be smart. Now, I, I understand. I... I I, as a regular WWE Network subscriber, and I want your opinion on this as well. Okay. Would you feel significantly more unenthusiastic or disappointed if I told you, I, I wouldn't come out and say this, but if in the course of a year I put on 12 pay-per-views instead of 16, would you, would you feel like you were paying for more for a product than you should be? Would you be? Would you feel would disenfranchised? I feel, would I feel cheated by the yes. WWE? Without any, I other, don't. Without any other context. And again, assuming they don't just announce this, they don't then go out and just say, "Oh, we're only doing twelve next year," but they just kind of slowly. That's what it turns. And we into. only get twelve. No, I won't feel cheated. I won't feel cheated. I at all. get enough from the network. As I, I've said on the show before, I would pay double what I paid for the network. I, I, and I don't, have no problem admitting that. I don't feel like them cutting back because I think the the only reason not to do that, the only reason to continue the same number of pay per views, is because you believe it will adversely affect subscription. I don't believe that's going to be the case. I don't think anybody's going to cancel WWE Network because I only get twelve pay per views no, instead my, of sixteen. My bigger concern is I think this is the beginning of the end of the brand split. I, I don't have that fear yet, but I, I think that's a logical assumption. It's, it's a logical option to think of. I don't think that's a good idea because I believe you're going to have a scenario where, like what it used to be, where you still have the same five people at the top of the car, but now you're just going to have them on the top of both shows. Like I think, like to, to me, uh, their issue isn't that they don't have enough talent to do both shows. Their issue is they don't book their shows well. They're not compelling. The reason why their pay-per-view sales are down are not because there's an over yes over well there is an oversaturation of pay-per-views but more importantly there's an oversaturation that's exposing the fact that they can't make a storyline work and that to me is the bigger problem is that they can't book a show they can't they look they simply do not want to admit that they are putting a product out there that a lot not all but a lot of their viewers are uninterested in seeing and the when you went away from the pay-per-view model. We have you have to understand this. If you when you went away from the pay per view model, and made people subscribe to a WWE only network, you are now catering to a more hardcore fan base than you were. And if that hardcore fan base that is willing to pay you a monthly fee to own your network is unhappy with the product they're seeing, and you oversaturate them with the amount of product they are seeing they're going to be less likely to watch those shows or buy tickets to go see those shows. Can I give you a, a perfect example of this? I'm going to read to you. Let me let me pull it up here because I want to prove a point. Because oversaturation is one of the biggest complaints, right, of WWE. Of, oh, I got, you know, five hours between Raw and SmackDown. I have, um, you know, an hour of the 205 Live, an hour of NXT. I'm at seven hours before the week's over, right? Yeah, seven uh, hours is not even, and plus the mixed match shows. So seven and a half hours. Okay, I'm going to read you. I'm going to read you something here. Let me let me get it. By the way, seven. Uh, this is also a good point. I have seven and a half hours in three days. One, two, three. What if when you do this rebranding of two? And I don't want to turn this into a five live conversation, but this is just I want to say this nugget here. And we'll come back to it at some point. What if two or five live air on Fridays? I would have no problem with it. What if two or five? What if they give? And this was an idea I'm going to give uh, Wade Keller a lot of credit for this because he was talking about this. He said, "Why don't you put two or five live on Friday?" That's not a product people are worried about spoilers. They're not worried about, they're not watching it because this is going to be some monumental moment is going to happen that's going to get spoiled for them or some mm -hmm. star is going to return this and get spoiled for them. You can still do it, tape at the same time, air it on Fridays because you know what? You now give them, wrestling fans, two full days and if they don't watch NXT, three full days of no wrestling. Maybe they'll be like, oh, you know what? I, an hour Friday, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, you know, I'll watch it. Right. What if you did that? And I just because right now, to get back to this conversation before, because we can talk about that later in the week. You have a lot of you have seven and a half hours of wrestling packed into three days, mm -hmm. and six and a half packed into two. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. Next month, do you know how many events New Japan is putting on? Three. Eleven. 
There are 11 events. Oh, uh, you in total? Like, I, I thought you meant like TV. Sorry. Sorry. Nine total of, events? Uh, yeah. Nine of which are the New Japan Cup. Then you have Strong Style Evolve and, Secure, and Sakura Genesis. Okay? That is all. Uh, that is 11 shows that are going to be on New Japan. Those shows are three and a half, four hours a pop. That is 44 hours of wrestling next month from New Japan. 44 hours in a month of wrestling that if you are a fan of New Japan, you can watch. Jamie, I am watching all 44 hours of New Japan next month. I don't feel oversaturated by New Japan, despite me me waking up. I'll, I'll stay up late to watch a show one night. Then the next day, I'll have to watch another show because that's how quick these shows are coming out with the New Japan Cup. I'm not concerned about the oversaturation because the product is good. Yes. So WWE has a product that isn't good, and they're oversaturating themselves. It's both parts. I, I do think, again, taking out of – I mean, you're, you're a hardcore fan. I do think that for a casual fan, even if they like the product – is a lot. 44 hours would be, a would, lot. Would, would cause problems for them. It just causes different types of problems and the level of problem. The, 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 the main issue with all of these things are it's not, it's not compelling television. Here's the issue, and, and they don't do it this way. Their television is booked for the casual, everyday fan. The network is marketed as a product for the hardcore fan, yet the pay-per-views, which they want you to watch on the network, aren't catered to the right audience. And I think that's the important part. And that's, in a nutshell, what I was trying to say. When you went away from the pay-per-view model, you, had a, you went away from catering primarily to casual fans for your pay-per-views. Correct. And it's, it's as simple as that. Because what you do is you're losing some of the impulse buy. And yes, some people will impulse buy the network for a month and then cancel it. But I think the idea of somebody giving you your credit card information and saying, well, if I don't cancel it, there's going to be recurring payments and all the other stuff scares people away sometimes. There's no Versus saying, oh, i got to watch it right now. Here's 40 bucks. There's no FOMO. Well, that too. There's no FOMO with the network and the pay-per-view. There is no fear of, I need to watch this live. There just isn't because the pay-per-views – name me the last good pay-per-view. Take the Royal Rumble out of the equation. Name me the last good pay-per-view. Good pay That wasn't NXT? That wasn't a takeover. It's always NXT. Um, Here, I'll read you the events in 2017. I have to try to remember what some of these cards were. I'll read you the events in 2017, just the main events. Just the main events. It'll drag my memory. Clash of Champions. Styles versus Mahal for the WWE Championship. A Survivor Series. Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. A TLC. Kurt Angle, Dean Aros, and Seth Rollins. Okay. That could have been good, too. That show could have been good. Hell in a Cell. Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens. That one was okay. So, okay. Not good. Okay. Yeah, that was okay. No Mercy. Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman for the WWE Universal Championship. No, that show was actually surprisingly kind of just weak. SummerSlam. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe versus Braun Strowman for the WWE Universal Championship. I think I like SummerSlam. I can't remember what exactly the card okay, was. That, that feels like ages so hold ago. hold on. I'll open up the card and I'll read you the rest of it. You tell me what you think here. Hold on here. Friend. So far, none of them are better than the Rumble. I'm scrolling. I have a lot of backlog that I have to get through here. Do, 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 do. Um... On the pre-show, the Miz uh, defeated uh, the Miz and the Miz Mirage defeated the Hardy Boys and Jason Jordan. Neville defeated Akira Tozawa for the Cruiserweight Championship. The Usos defeated the New Day for the Tag Team Championships. All on the pre-show, John Cena beat Baron Corbin. And Natalya defeated Naomi for, by submission. Big Cass defeated The Big Show in oh, a sh- in Enzo above the ring in a shark cage match. Okay, never mind. Next, Randy Orton Get beat Rusev. Sasha Banks defeated Alexa Bliss. The Demon defeated Bray Wyatt. Uh, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins defeated Cesaro and Sheamus. Remember, this is where that feud started. Uh, Styles defeated. Good thing we never saw that again. Styles defeated Owens. Mahal defeated Nakamura, and then Lesnar won. So that's you, right. You want to take nope. that back? Okay. Battleground: Junior Mahal versus Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. That was a Punjabi Prison match. Any show that's a Punjabi Prison okay. match gets a down vote. For Great me. Balls of Fire: Brock Lesnar versus Samoa Joe for the Universal Championship. That one was it actually? Uh, that main event was good. Okay, do you want me to read you the rest of the card? Yeah, I'm the rest right. of the card. All right, I'll get you there. Hold on, this is completely not where I wanted to go with the show, but I'm. You don't have to. You can, no, I'm here you, for you. It. You can back out now. Uh, Bray Wyatt defeated Seth Rollins. Big Cass defeated Enzo Amore. Cesaro and Sheamus defeated the Hardy Boys in a 30-minute Iron Man match. Sasha Banks defeated Alexa Bliss via countout. The Miz defeated Dean Ambrose for the Intercontinental Championship. Braun Strowman defeated Roman Reigns. Heath Slater defeated Kurt Hawkins, and Brock Lesnar defeated Samoa Joe. That was an okay card. Okay. Uh, I I don't know where we're going. It's, it's been a while. Uh, Money in the Bank. Uh, AJ Styles versus Nakamura versus Ziggler versus Zayn versus Corbin versus Kevin Owens. No, that match that match was a Extre- disaster. Extreme Rules: The Fatal Five Way to determine who's going to face uh, Brock Lesnar, the one that Joe won. Uh, Backlash: Randy Orton, Jinder Mahal. Now back to Mania. Payback, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, and then WrestleMania, The Undertaker against Roman Reigns. So Mania. 
Mania. And I, I, and I have been on the record saying that WrestleMania was not very good this year. No, it was fine. But it's the best sense. This is why the WWE can't sell tickets. It is not because they have some events that are raw branded and some But events they won't admit that to I themselves. But that's it's why. all these other reasons. Oh, it's because this, we have this. We, no, it's because you're not putting on. Again, here's a good example uh, of what we're talking about. And again, maybe again, they might have a bigger plan for this. I don't know. They probably don't. But they are actively fighting against Rusev being a babyface right now. And it's very odd to me. You, you have him with Aiden English, who is is a heel and is doing heel things and is saying heel things and is acting like a heel in the match, and insulting the crowd and doing all the all the classic heel things. Why, like, why are you fighting against it? The crowd is actually getting somebody over and telling you we want to see this person, and we're willing, and they've proven it with the calendars and with the shirts. We're willing to pay money to see and support this person, and WWE is like. No, they're fighting it because it's not part of their normal plan. Mm -hmm. Change your plans. Exactly. That's You've been gifted. You've been gifted. They, they, the fans took somebody that was toiling away in your mid-card for a year and a half and is saying, we want that guy to be more successful. Take it and run. Be happy. Be happy with it. he's not their guy. But then make him your – you don't have to make him the world champion tomorrow, but at least may turn him babyface. No, I can't do that. Like you're not even you. It's not even so much like I don't think he needs to be in the world title match right now. Not that I would mind it, but I don't think he needs to be. But turn him babyface. Like wh why are you fighting this? I think they have this fear of they don't want to let the fans dictate the product. They're afraid of opening the box. The, okay, right. So here's the thing with that. There are there are two points I want to make with this. One, uh, that's incredibly stupid. Uh, I would ask any business owner and I would ask them and say, how do you feel when your customers give you feedback that they want this product and they're buying it off the shelves? Do you give them more of that product or do you say, no, I want you to buy this one instead? You, you, how many business owners successfully are, are do that part? Uh, they don't. None. none. Okay. So that's one. Two, you, you always have chosen who you wanted to be on top based on who fans wanted. You always looked at merch revenue. You think you picked Steve Austin because he was the he looked like a supermodel? No. No. You picked Steve Austin because you thought he might get over, and then he really got over, and then the people kept him over. Same thing with The Rock. Same thing with Hulk Hogan. Same thing with John Cena. People forget how over John Cena was. Very over. Go watch some of the like watch that raw where he gets drafted. Oh my goodness. I mean, people forget the pop Cena got. Because um, that's that's been lost in the like this current like the mixed crowd of Cena. There was a Cena was over. Yes, he was. Um, it's a monster baby face. So you've you've made all these decisions, and also uh, I don't know Daniel Bryan made you a couple bucks. And oh by the way, you continue to remind us that all the time. You say oh the fans said well okay you have Kurt Angle making matches based on yes chance. You you keep asking who's the next Daniel Bryan. So you can't have it both ways. I'm I'm afraid that we are slowly going to see the curtain be peeled back, and and we are going to see that they don't want the brand split to succeed anymore, and that we're they're going to slowly tear this thing down, and and at least from that perspective, they can save me the two hours every week that I spend watching SmackDown Live. Yeah, because trying to do this with five hours of television with the same people is it's bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to be bad. That SmackDown's going to go back down to being the the B show that no, the B minus show that nobody watches. And to do this on the heels of a television negotiation just seems like a bad decision. It seems odd to me, which is why I'm not sure they're going to do it yet. Uh, SmackDown Live tonight. Baron Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, winner gets into the uh, fatal. F I, by the way, the graphic, the you know the promo that they do for SmackDown. Yes. He said he, the 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 voiceover guy said they get into the fatal four way match. Well, it's not technically a fatal four way match yet. Yeah, but they've been saying that a lot. Like I know, Nia, but Nia Jax into the triple threat match, which makes you very mad. It's not no, because in that case, it's not a triple threat match because Asuka hasn't announced what she's doing at WrestleMania yet. So there's not even a match. Correct. At least with Fastlane, there's a match. There's no match for WrestleMania yet. Asuka has not said because the, if if she's actually very clearly not if said the anything. company would pay attention to their own product. Stephanie was like, and this is the point where I would ask you who you would want to face, but maybe you should wait until after the Elimination Chamber. Stephanie said that on the on the show after right after the Royal Rumble. She said it to Asuka. Stephanie was going over Ronda Rousey at Mania. <sighs> so Dolph Ziggler's going to be added to this match, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Me, yeah me, me I, and for again and. 
look, they're, they're going to think they can just say, uh, well, because he demanded in his contract that he gets stuff. And they think that's just going to wipe away. Oh, no, I, I don't think they're going to say anything to us. We're going to guess. We're going to have to guess. It's, it's dumb. Uh, we get a Bobby Roode U.S. Open challenge that is going to be answered by Randy, Randy Orton, Orton and Randy yeah. Orton only. Um, Charlotte continues her destruction tour of the Riot Squad, which needs to end with, Char- with Carmella cashing in on her. Uh, and I believe, what did you call this? Oh, the how do we get Charlotte on the show uh, segment of the program? Because they don't know what to do with Charlotte right now. They don't know what to do with any of the women on the roster right now. Um, what are the New Day doing? They're just fighting Gable and Benjamin just because. They don't know what to do with the New Day. The New Day is the New Day. And I say this want to be terribly respectfully because I like the New Day a lot. They have run their course as a team. I, I said this. They have the, done everything they could possibly do as a team. I wrote this today. They've outgrown the tag division. Correct. And it, and it seems weird to say, and I'm not advocating for them to break up, but they've outgrown the tag division. They don't need to break up, but they can go their separate ways and still be a collective unit. I know you've talked about this a lot, like Big E going after the U.S. title. Like I Kofi start, Kingston going after the world title. Yeah, good luck with that. Start doing those things. And start putting them in feuds that don't involve six-man matches and, and tag matches. Because there's nothing else for them to do. You know what WWE needs to do more of? They need to do more multi-person tag matches on the show like New Japan does to, to keep that's people away to, from each other. That's what they used to do they, back in the day. They need to do more. So they used to book their shows. That, that's the thing that always frustrates me. They booked their shows like this before. This is not like New Japan is putting out some unlearnable concept that, oh my God, who knew you could do six-man matches that involve multiple feuds and, and keep the main eventers away from each other in those matches? WWE did it for years. And by the way, they did it in a time where they were the most popular TV show. Yep. Crazy how that I works. I know, right? Uh, all right, Jamie. Anything else? Mixed match challenge tonight, 205 Live. The uh, tournament continues. Uh, potentially, we're going to get to see one surprise. Leo Rush's name has been thrown out there as a potential a surprise that we may get to see next week. So that would be pretty fun. Is, is, is anybody ready for Leo Rush? It's a good joke. I'm not going to explain it. I'm going to let the listeners have to figure out what you uh, what your joke was there. Uh, anything else, sir? That is it. I'm actually not going to take you out on a tangent today. So Okay. Well, guys, that is going to do it for us. As always, you can follow the show at, on Twitter at FRSLAM, uh, FRSLAM.com for all of your wrestling content. I wrote the five questions that we need answered on uh, SmackDown Live tonight. You can always read that. You can The five things we learned on both shows, those go up as well. Uh, Jamie, uh, a little bit of heads up tomorrow. My column is going to be on being the elite, just, just so you know. Okay? There you go. A little heads up for you. The elite. The Elite. You can find the show anywhere that you find podcasts. You Apple users on iTunes, FRS Slam Radio. We also are on Anchor, FRS Slam Radio. And for you Android users out there, Google Play and any other podcasting app, you can find us, FRS Slam Radio. Guys, that is going to do it for us here today. We'll be back tomorrow to recap SmackDown Live, 205 Live, the Mixed Match Challenge, and anything else that may happen over the next 24 hours. We'll talk to you then.